Welcome back, everybody. Hello, everyone. All right, part four. What is Bethel Church in Redding, California? What What is it? What's the deal with them? What's the problem with them? Who are they? Um, Most of us have heard of their music. We've listened to it. Jesus culture, a lot of the music you sing or you listen on your like radio, Christian radio and stuff like that comes from Bethel. Um, so what is it? What What's the deal here? Well, funny story that even you say that before I get started, because last night, uh, my, I, I wouldn't call it my home church. Uh, it was the church I grew up in. Yep. Went to the school. All went of the to the things. school, went to the church, grew up in it. Family was very involved in it. Um, they, they had their, their service on last night. And so I, I tend to, if I see these things pop up and I'm, and I'm free and it says that so-and-so is live, I will listen to them. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I just, it, it's interesting to me to hear, have to hear what other people, especially back home that I grew up because I never expected, uh, to be doing what I'm doing now. I, it was, this is so foreign to me, you know, I had, so it's, it's interesting to me to go back and, you know, realize and go, you know what? I, I don't remember things being right when I was there. And now I want to go back and listen just to make sure if my memory served me correctly. And last night, their opening worship, two of their opening worship songs were from Bethel Music. Because I hear them, I, and the reason that made me search for it is because the lyrics of what they were singing. And I was going, wait a minute. This, this doesn't this even, biblical. this isn't biblical one, but this doesn't even line up with, a, with what they believe and teach. So they say. So they say. Yeah. Now, the problem with, uh, this is a Calvary Chapel, the problem with Calvary chapels is there, I mean, each one is different. Um, I know there's some sort of hierarchy system. I know the church has split and become divided, which is unfortunate. Um, I don't know much about that. I need to look. I, I'm, I'm very, very curious to look into and to research some of this. I haven't done it yet. Um, but I'm, I'm very interested to see, you know, what what all this entails. I know a little bit about it and it's, you know, it's unfortunate, it's disturbing. But one of the directions that they Calvary Chapel has gone is they have gone in this charismatic direction to where they're known for largely being premillennial, pre-tribulational rapture people, you know, they're the whatever. So. You know, that that teaching and belief comes with its own specific sets of understanding um, that that doesn't exactly comply with what they're they're pumping out. For instance, we spoke about Kingdom Now theology in the last I don't remember which one it was, but it was in one of these um, these Road to Bethel podcasts that we did. But we spoke about Kingdom Now theology and a lot of that celebrates the Kingdom Now, a victorious church, you know. And that's where I said I heard these lyrics that they were singing and it was Kingdom Now. And I was just like, where is this from? This is not from any solid source that they would normally use. Um so we thought again from so our time thought, that we were there. And, and I'll try to explain this using terms. And I said, Google them if you don't know what I'm talking about. And I've done many podcasts on them as well. But as I said, Calvary Chapel is pre-millennial. 
Premillennial means that the rapture is going to occur before the tribulation, before the millennium, the thousand-year kingdom of Revelation 20. And it's what I believe and what I teach as well. It's not that I learned it from there. It's what the you know I believe that the Bible teaches. So, and especially my my view and belief on that surrounds on the fact that I don't believe in any way, shape, or form that the kingdom that Christ is speaking of, let's just say in the book of Matthew, and then the what's the promises to Israel of the kingdom and all the Old Testament of the Lord reigning himself, that that is not occurring now, and the church has no no part in bringing that in whatsoever. And that's why I, I strongly affirm premillennialism, and that's why I strongly disdain kingdom now theology and um, Calvary Chapel teaches the same thing basically many of them do I mean like I said they're, they're kind of split so there's many good ones like J.D. Farag I mean J.D. is solid and he teaches some solid doctrine but then there's some other you know just there's you know um, I, it's, I cannot remember his name I think Skip um, whatever, and, uh, a couple other of these, these guys that are, that are not as solid as, as people like JD, that these are the ones that, that have gotten off a little bit here, but, um, the song that they were singing and everything, this song was literally speaking about the kingdom now and, and how it was, it was good. And I, I want to do a reaction video to this song. Is, is is really what I want to do. And um, the, the kingdom is now and how everything is good. I said not it is good, but how everything is good and blessed and the church is, you know, a victorious church. Um, and so, like I said, I'll do, a, I'll do a separate video on just some of these reactions to these songs because I th actually think it would be beneficial to help people how to be able to tell some of this stuff how to discern them, right? So when you're listening to these things and it sounds good and everybody's getting emotional and it makes you feel all the things that you're going, no, 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 let me stop and discern this. Let me take these lyrics, weigh them against scripture and see if I still feel that same way, right? Are you just getting feelings or are you truly worshiping the Lord? Right. And, and it was, it was just, it just reeked of kingdom now. And that's why I said, where is this from? And I looked, sure enough, Bethel Music. Now, the other one wasn't from Bethel. They have ties with Bethel, but they're not specifically from Bethel. Um, the other one that they were singing, they just kept repeating in the chorus, uh, God, do what you want to. I'm like, yesterday I sent you the message like, like, thank you for giving God your permission to do what he wants to in your life. Now, All this time. Now he can get to work. Thank yeah. you. I mean, it's just, it's even the thought behind that. Like, okay, like I get it. People that get all fried at that, they're like, you don't even understand what that means. No, like I, I, I get what it's trying to say. It's yeah. trying, you're, you're trying to say that, you know, Lord, please work through my life and do whatever it is that you will do throughout my life. Like I get that, but that's not what not you're saying. saying. Yeah. And that's the problem. Yeah. And the problem is, is when you're not saying something direct, especially like that, you're misleading people. And that is 
this is where we get our American gospel from. This is this type of attitude, this type of thing. But I mean, the church is so blind and stupid to it. They are because, and they don't, they don't want any part of it. I, just before we started this, I was like, you know, this is really bothering me. I feel like I need to reach out to my, um, you know, not my home church, but my, um, you know, the church that I grew up in and be like, Hey, are you aware of these serious doctrinal errors that we have? Or is, is this just okay? So I I know that I've gone way off here. I want to summarize that by saying this is Bethel is everywhere and it has gotten in everything. And I guarantee you, if you go to a, a good sized church, that's hipping and hopping, you know, you've got a younger pastor, you've got a younger church who sings it. I guarantee you, you probably are singing something from Bethel, Hillsong, Jesus culture, Jesus culture, something that is something that is heretical. And because it's a cancer, it's literally infected. It's, it's, it's leaven and it has, and it, and it's just like Paul says, um, I love in Galatians 5, 9, I love the way the New Living Translation translate this verse, okay? So I won't go into the, the versions conversation here, but the New Living Translation, I love it because they say Galatians 5, 9 is this false teaching is like a little yeast that spreads through the whole batch of dough. So they, that, that's compared to just say like the uh, ESV that says a little leaven leavens the whole lump. But they specify in the New Living Translation false teaching, and they put that into context of what Paul is saying. So that's it's not it's just adding a little bit of, of context there. I don't think it's adding anything to Scripture. Obviously, Paul is speaking about false teachings. The New Living Translation just actually brings that uh, word out. But this is, you know, the, the point is, is the, the little bit of false teachings that will seep in, you go, yeah, but this is good. And this makes me feel okay. But it it doesn't matter. I think that you said it earlier. Hey, it doesn't matter how it makes you feel. It doesn't matter how anything else, it matters what's doctrinally correct and teaching and, and, and according with sound doctrine, as Paul tells Timothy, um, that that goes over to music too. I mean, teaching what 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 accords with sound doctrine that that absolutely counts for music and and the lyrics in our music and in the lyrics, yes, absolutely must be doctrinally sound and not by your opinion by scripture. And if they're not, then we need to throw them out. And that's where this discernment does not come in. And, and that's where it's just accepting because it sounds good. It's it. it yeah, I mean, even the words, even you think that it's like, what's wrong with this? You're just being a meaning McMean face and, and, and hating on my parade and, and trying to mess up my worship and my blessing with me and my God. No, I'm not. Well, that and the response of, you have no idea how much their music, I don't know anything about their church, but you don't know how much their music has helped me get through this horrible time in my life, right? Let me say something very, very clear to anybody who would say that. So thank you for bringing that up. Because I feel like that is one of the most used responses when we talk about Bethel, Hillsong, Elevation, any of, any of it. So let me say something here. In Christ, I love you. 
one. Then there's two other things here that I need to say. It doesn't matter, and I don't care. Because it, 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 your, your personal experience and whatever happened to you and however it emotionally made you, none of that matters. And none of it's biblical. And none of that is biblical. So that's but, why it's this not being mean. That's this not isn't biblical. about feeling. No. If this was about feeling, the heart is deceitful above all things. Yeah. If we, if we followed our feelings, we follow ourselves off a cliff. Yep. So that's, it's, it's fine. I'm glad it stopped. No, it was not a song. It was not music that kept you from committing suicide. Who changed your life? It was Jesus Christ and him only. Yep. And you're not worshiping him in spirit and truth. If you're worshiping him in false doctrine with lyrics to your music, yes, that's it, it matters. And, and, and you're certainly not worshiping correctly if you're making worship about you and not about him. And we, we, we like to say, well, this is my worship. This is my worship to him, my singing. Don't mess with me in my worship. No, that, that's fine and all again, but being biblical, there's a certain structure and order to this. And there's certain and ways to go about this. <laughs> And it's not, it, it's, it's absolutely not. And we focus way too much on this and it's a huge issue. So thank you for bringing that up. So that's, that's great and all, and it's wonderful. And I know that you've cried tears and held your hands up and everything, but it, it's, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm saying that to be direct and I'm saying that, I mean, it's biblical that's and that's not, truth. it's not yeah. me standing on my own authority. It's no. not me or anything like that. Let me reiterate. I don't have any authority. I have zero authority whatsoever. However, the Bible is very authoritative, especially in how we worship and how we come to the Lord and, and what, what sound doctrine truly is. And it's, all of that very is authoritative. not biblical. And because I'm standing up just presenting something that's in there, you're not looking, you're looking at me when you should be looking at that. You're, you're mad at what the Bible says, not at what I'm saying. So I, I know that we've gotten, I've gotten way too far off of it. So let me just wrap it up real quick here with um, summarizing Bethel Church off of Got Questions. Bill Johnson and Bethel Church and the churches that follow the lead of Bethel Redding are firmly within the new apostolic reformation movement, which is unbiblical and spiritually dangerous. The Bethel Church can be characterized as promoting word of faith teaching, the prosperity gospel, dominionism, grave sucking, and other aberrant doctrines and practices. Bethel Redding has also become associated with certain, with certain phenomena that are interpreted by the leadership and the congregation as manifesting the presence and the glory of God. The phenomena include the appearance of glory clouds and gold dust and angel feathers falling from the ceiling or perhaps from the ventilation system. <laughs> they they have that in in parentheses because it's so funny because i feel like when system. you talk about these topics which we will get into with our friends and they will share their firsthand experience you know these different things i think most people would be like oh yeah that's crazy and it's like okay but this is what you're supporting 
yeah. with loving their music. Oh, and, and you go uh, grave sucking? What is grave sucking? Oh, don't worry. Please tell me more. You you want to know what grave sucking is? Grave sucking, also known as grave soaking or mantle grabbing, is the act of lying across the physical grave of a deceased preacher or evangelist for the purpose of pulling out the power of the Holy Spirit. Did you hear what I said? Like, I did? I have so many questions I want to ask right now. Um, like, I feel like we can make a podcast episode in the series of every point that they've suggested so far. We will do our own podcast on what is grave sucking. Because that, besides, is just one of the most heretical things ever. And, I mean, it's just demonic. I mean, that... that that practice in itself is nothing short of something that east that isn't Eastern mysticism or some something because lying I, I, I don't know I'm ignorant on what pagan cults do this um, but I'm sure this this is not something that they they have made up they have brought this into their their teaching and this idea that you know they'll go and lay over their their heroes and they will they will get the power of the holy spirit out of them uh, i mean what what do you what do you say to this um how do you how do you biblically defend this you can't at all it's heretical uh let me continue on though some of the phenomena such as the angel feathers are easy to critique nowhere does the bible say that the angels have feathers Rather, angels are spiritual beings and most often appear as men. To assert that feathers falling from the ceiling must be evidence of angels nearby is absurd. Likewise, in the Bible, whenever the glory of God was manifest, the universal response was fear and conviction. See Isaiah 6. The response of those in the Bethel movement is usually wonder mixed with excitement, dancing, and recording it with cell phone cameras. While these particular phenomena are never mentioned in the Bible and are somewhat eccentric, they are not the main problem at Bethel. Uh, yeah, I guess that's that's true. Uh, They're just the the, the visible uh, just problems a visible, that we're seeing. Visible yeah. part of it. The bigger problem stems from the theology of the Bethel Church and Bill Johnson, who is influenced by the likes of John Wimber and the false teachers of the Toronto Blessing. Consistent with others in the New Apostolic Reformation, Johnson teaches that people today are receiving direct words from God and that the offices of apostle and prophet have been restored to the church. In this way, Johnson presents a low view of Scripture. The Bible must either be incomplete or insufficient if we must keep adding to it with the words of modern-day prophets. At Bethel Church... Healing and deliverance are the evidence of real gospel ministry. There must be demonstrations of power. Signs and wonders are evidence of salvation. Bethel teaches that we can speak things into existence by faith or that we can even command God to speak them into existence. And that's, oh my goodness, you'll see that everywhere. Um, you know, you, just in the the wording that people say certain things like, I speak healing in the name of Jesus. Declare and Declare decree, and right? Decree That's the big thing. The, the big thing. 
Continuing in there, according to Bethel, physical healing was purchased in the atonement of Christ, and God wants to heal. Christians should not pray for healing by saying, if it is your will, because by faith we know that it is his will to heal. Bethel Church claims to have experienced incredible instances of healing and even resurrections, but as usual, these accounts are difficult to independently verify. Um, they're not difficult. They're impossible. And there's been actually people who have done research into this and have found zero evidence whatsoever. And they have actually tried to confront the teachers about these claims. And every single time they get kicked off either the property or, of course, no calls or no emails, messages or anything else returned. So, continuing on, Bill Johnson also criticizes Christians who rely more on the Bible than on the Holy Spirit. <laughs> that's so dangerous. Clearly, and that's, that's totally a normal thing you know, for a pastor that's, to do. That's something that even I've had to defend recently. Somebody had, had objected to something that I, I had said, and we, um, you know, I had to educate him a little bit. And... Uh, he says, you know, I don't need the Bible to tell me I've got the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, how do you know what's true? How can you discern these spirits? How, how, if you're not following First John's instructions, how do you know that what you're hearing is true? And that's a, you know, that's a, that's a huge, huge problem. Continuing on, he states that most Christians operate under a trinity of Father, Son, and Holy Bible. According to Johnson's own testimony, early in his ministry, he knew correct doctrine but did not have any power. And he did not experience the presence of God. When he finally did experience that presence after seeking the experience by faith, he knew that this was the missing key to effective Christian living and ministry. That Can you not see the dangers in this? That's insanity. Like how we can look at all of this and be like, oh, it's okay. But he that's the problem not too. Experience, he, ju he says right there, okay, no correct doctrine, but it's not good enough. It doesn't work for me. So now I have to go find more because Christ is not sufficient. Gosh, according to Johnson, what Christians need is to not doctrine, but the manifest presence of God. And according to Johnson, that's according to him only, because you will find that nowhere in Scripture. Yeah, you will find just the opposite of that. Matter of fact, Paul tells Timothy to teach what's according to sound doctrine. Uh, so, yes, we need doctrine. He says, not doctrine, but the manifest presence of God. At Bethel Redding is committed to seeking and experiencing this in the presence of God and partner with Jesus is to express the joy and power of his kingdom in every area of life. Do you hear like his, the power and joy of his kingdom in every area of life? While there is much on Bethel's website about spiritual experiences, there is precious little doctrine under the, we believe heading are the following points of doctrine. There is only one true God who is the eternal king, creator, and redeemer of all that is. He is perfectly holy, just, loving, and truthful. 
He has revealed himself to be eternally self-existent, one being in three persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Bible is to be the inspired and only infallible and authoritative word of God. Um, I mean, that is, that's barely a doctrinal statement. But look at how they perfectly craft that. So most people could look at that, right? Even people that you go, hey, why aren't you checking into these things, right? Because so often I think that's our fault is that we don't even take the time to look into it and go, why do I believe this? Why do I use this? Why do I whatever, right? So you have to start by doing that. So then most people would go, okay, you're making this big deal about Bethel. I'll find, I'll go check them out. What are they about? And then you read that statement and you're like, well, what's wrong with it? It I mean, sounds it's, it's so pretty crafted. good, I mean, but, but that's why it is. There's no depth. There's no scripture. No, there's, there's no, nothing. like it's so, and that's what most churches are. Unfortunately, is it's like you used to just go and you'd pull up these great meaty, you know, we believe statements and you could figure out what kind of doctrine was coming from there. But now, honestly, most, most people are so biblically illiterate that they don't understand what the believe we believe statements are anyways that's just the honest truth because if we're not spending time studying scripture we don't know what on earth they're talking about with these things and um when you look at it you know most of them are just so they don't say anything right. it's like well explain to me what it's like where you live and i'm like there is a blue sky the sun comes up every day and there is a ground beneath our feet and you're like okay, like that tells me nothing. I know nothing yeah. about what it's like where you live. Like that's literally a sky above us, ground below us, and, you know, a sun rising every day is what happens everywhere. That told me nothing. Right, exactly. But, but that's essentially what Bethel and most, I mean, you look at Elevation, is, they, you look they, at any they, of them. They get the, the, uh, the, scale, the bones of it. They'll, yeah. they'll just get the... But most the, people, if you don't know better, you would look at it and go, okay, I don't see anything wrong with that. What's so heretical? What's so bad? Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they said God, they said Jesus, right? Like, you look at it, you're like, well, what's wrong? It's Yeah, exactly. And it continues on. It says, revival is emphasized on Bethel's website, and there are hints of the gospel. There we believe Jesus Christ's sacrifice of himself made grace available that has the power to transform any individual's life. However, the gospel is never clearly defined. Rather than speak of repentance and faith, there is an emphasis upon encounter with Christ, which is understood in physical and emotional terms. In addition to viceful encounters with Jesus, there is a consistent emphasis upon the power that Christians should display, especially in the area of healing. Through the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, Bethel Redding conducts training on how to begin a lifestyle, a lifestyle of healing and miracles. And yes, you did hear that, right? They have their own school, right? Like, hey, I want to be a veterinarian, so I'm going to go to vet oh, tech school, right? Like, they have their own one. school. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into this more, I promise you. But they have their own school teaching and training you how to do these things. A lifestyle of healing and miracles. Yep. So like when you were a kid and you're like, oh, what do I want to be when I grow up? Do I want to be like a marine biologist or do I want to go to Bethel School in Reading to learn how to do miracles? So the, 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 the fairest that I'm going to be about this whole podcast is only going to be right here. And this is not even something that I wrote. 
So this is the most, if you're looking for kind, nice, fair, loving on Bethel, th- this is what this you're going to get. This is as good and, as you're going to get right here. And I didn't even write this. Get better. And I didn't even write this. <laughs> Bill Johnson's teachings are misguided and, and imbalanced. At the very sorry, least, sorry. we can conclude that Bill Johnson and Bethel Redding omit discussion of vitally important issues at the heart of the gospel and elevate other issues to a place they do not deserve. And in the process, they teach a lot of things that are biblically inaccurate. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to keep watch out for those who put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching that you have learned. Keep away from them, Romans 16, 17. So that is the nicest that I'm going to be. His teachings are misguided and imbalanced uh, to the people that want a, um, an, a, a bit of a nice tone. Um, but well, if you, you want me to get back mean. to, That's not but if you want me loving. to get back to a more direct tone, they, he is heretical and stay far, far away from him. And we shouldn't have anything to do with this period. And I will, um, uh, you know, this, this podcast, we don't have time to bring it up, but you know, what, guess what their other school is their school of worship. They literally raise people up as musicians and, and, and as, as, these kingdom now like where do you think all these songs come from uh that are that are going out to all these churches literally these are being raised up through bethel they have a school for this a literal school for this and we're not talking about like we're talking about actually you register for classes and you go to the actual campus like this is this is beyond beyond heretical and and something that we need to shy away from as Christians and we need to just cleanse the leaven I mean get Bethel completely out of anything to do with the church really I mean this is we we should have nothing to do with this it should be it has no place here um if if just reading these things aren't enough um, I don't know what to tell you. You go to Bethel's website and you find that it's just a, it's just a web of rabbit trail after rabbit trail into, come here, we will teach you this. Come here, we will teach you this. Well, look at just this is exactly how cults run. Like this is, and that's exactly what Bethel is. Well, just looking because they have Bethel School of Technology, Bethel Christian School, even just the little clip for the Christian School. Although we maintain high academic standards at Bethel Christian School, we believe BCS is a training ground where students become world changers. Here they will come to know God's character, experience his presence, and share his love. Right? They've got their own technology school, Bethel Tech. Um, When and where a first-of-its-kind coding boot camp that equips kingdom-minded believers to have high impact in the marketplace with the necessary skills to enter the job market for high-growth, in-demand IT careers. And the problem is, is the church is so ignorant, they go, what's wrong with that? Yeah. Yeah, everything, but I mean, it's... I mean, these are just, I mean, these are just a couple, just a couple little, I mean, literally a couple specks floating on the top. Our sister sent sent 10 10 uh here here's just a few uh worship worship you bethel school of conservatory arts 
Uh, let's see. Bethel TV, Prosperous Soul, Heaven and Business, Bethel School of Technology, Transformation Center, Sozo. Oh, my goodness. This list keeps going on. And that's just a few of the uh, Bethel-owned schools. This, it's... It's stay away from it. There, this has no part, and there is nothing solid in it. And what's fascinating is Bill Johnson doesn't defend himself. And if you listen to anything that he says, he always plays it completely cool, completely quiet. Like mm-hmm. you know, I'm I I said a long time ago that I'm not going to waste my time and energy with defending it. I'm just and here he to doesn't. The Lord. You know what he does is he spends his full 100% focus on his cult. And he like he absolutely does not listen to the haters. He goes full steam ahead. And he I mean there is nothing that disrails this guy. Mm-hmm. He nothing riles his feathers. The only thing that I've ever heard is stuff in a podcast and and maybe just a few things that he's mentioned in sermons before. But he doesn't defend it. And 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 it's you know, he plays that because exactly what Paul tells us in Second Corinthians eleven, thirteen through fifteen, when he says, For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will correspond to their deeds. So you, it, it's disguising himself as an apostle of Christ. And he's got that, that job of just disguising it like I'm the one being, being persecuted. I'm not the one, you know, I don't need to defend myself. The Lord is my defender. Well, on his website, his core values that he lives his life by, you know, God is good. Nothing is impossible. The blood of Jesus paid for everything, and we are significant. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> but I it just like I laugh, but like to keep, trash. but to keep from crying because you, you look at Romans. that and you see how most people would read that and go, what's wrong with that? And I think that's what irks me so much about Bethel, about things like elevation, you know, stuff like that. It's like, cause most people look at these, these things and they go, okay, what's wrong with that? Well, what's wrong with this is guess this is the false teaching that Jesus has Jesus spoke about yep. that has permeated the church and it is is spread to this so you don't even know what's wrong with this. Yeah. Um there's there's in in if anybody doesn't know there's there's everything wrong with this. This is all about this is self-centered and self-serving. This is all about this world and kingdom now and you have no we don't. We are sinners saved by grace. We have a duty to serve the Lord while we're here, but the Lord is is coming to bring about this kingdom that they swear that they're attempting to build and bring in themselves. Beware of kingdom builders. This is what I was going to say. We we could do a separate podcast on this earlier, but 90% of the time, and this is my own opinion um, in my own research, um, I don't have official numbers on this, but I'm, I'm willing to bet it's in the 90% category that you can identify a false teacher by how they view the kingdom. 
Now, if they they view that the kingdom is here and now, there's a legitimate argue, argument for that called postmillennialism that can be biblically, um, you know, uh, presented, which I don't believe that postmillennialism is biblical in any way because I believe it's 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 twisting a lot of scripture. I believe that it's New Testament theology. I believe that there's, um, you know, there's there's a lot. Uh, wrong with it okay but i do have to recognize that there is a one legitimate argument uh, in that direction that will say that that would not classify somebody as a false teacher their teaching is false but they're not a false teacher if that makes sense so well it, it needs to make sense because that's how it is you can't i you know you can't label these these men false teachers because they they teach right in other areas but at the same time they have significant errors in their doctrine that need to be corrected some of them refuse some of that choose to just believe something else and and um sometimes if you don't go very far with it i suppose you know that that's okay um but it's 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 not it's not correct um However, there is that. So there, there would only be that's that's what would cover maybe the okay. So maybe move it back to five, ninety-five and five, five percent that would that would have a legitimate argument that wouldn't be considered this, but ninety-five percent of these people like Bill Johnson that have this idea of that the kingdom of Christ is here and now, and we have kingdom blessings and all these things, all these key words that we always speak of that that's, that's how you tell that's it. it what just listen to what is being said. Does it sound like victorious, like a victorious church? Does it sound like everything is wine and roses here in this world? Does it not sound like, you know, if it doesn't sound like what Jesus warns you about in the Gospels, about what following him was going to be like, if it doesn't sound like that, then I can almost guarantee you it's false. I, I mean, and, and that's, that's almost a foolproof way of, 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 you know, being able to tell musically to anybody you're listening to um, what it is now, as I said, um, there's, there's that legitimate argument to, uh, the, the, they add a lot of covenant theologians and, and reformed believers like Jeff Durbin and Apologia, uh, they, he teaches post-millennialism, uh, but he is, is pretty much solid in, in other area of doctrine so it, it's it's really difficult to, to put a false teacher label on him for that however that that theology is what leads to the certain things like Bethel and Hillsong and and that's where the root of all that is and and that's this is this web of of this is just tied so tight and it's it's everywhere, and we need to. Um, I mean, I, th I think we need to have a mass exodus out of this stuff, and and we need to have a mat. You know, just leave that behind completely, and uh, 
Because what other thing would you do, right? As you under, so it's one thing, maybe you didn't know this before, but once you do know it, like how, how do you sit there and continue to just, you know, well, it is what it is, you know? No, it's it's not. It's It's not okay. Run away from It's not okay to sing these songs. It's not okay to listen to these, these messages. It's not okay to, to do these things. And, And it's not okay that the church mimics the customs of these things that are so far off doctrinally and and don't have the holy spirit anywhere in them and remember i mean of course it's it's going to say all of the things that you expect it to say it's you know satan can say he can repeat scripture okay i mean he can he can do all of that he can he can disguise himself as as a teacher and and he can teach things that satan can teach solid doctrine that's just a little bit off in certain areas in this case it's way off but you need to understand that how satan works and you need to know who satan is i think that's 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 probably our our biggest issue in the church is we have no idea who uh the satan is the deceiver is and uh, if we, we had a better understanding of him, I think that we would have a, a better tendency to stay away from things like this. But that, in a nutshell, is Bethel. We will get to, I'm sure, in our conversation with um, our, our family uh, that's coming out of Bethel, um, I'm sure that um, we will bring up some, some more... Um, more points on, on some of the things that they teach, some of the things that they might be involved in. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. And then we're going to talk more so about just how this truly affects things, people. I mean, the, the, the reality around them, because Bethel is a megachurch. And they have influence all around the world. And it's surprising that a small little, seemingly small church out of, of Redding, California would have an impact worldwide, but they do. And it's, that's what makes this all the more important to stay alert on and to stay away from. So the next, uh, the next time you hear us will be with, uh, we will finally reach the, the road to Bethel. We'll, We'll finally be there, and we'll we'll take a look at all these things. So, pit stop in Reading coming up. Yep. <laughs>